Mother's Day, Shakes Pals, and welcome back to Protest Too Much. I am coming at you with uh, sunshine in my face, which is a nice change from last week. So I'm happy to have you here, and I'm happy to be here. We are sending huge congratulations to Lindsay Zana for winning Best Confidant with uh, everyone's favorite person, Horatio, uh, everyone's favorite Shakespeare character. <laughs> and this week, we're doing something a little fun and a little new. We've got Lindsay Polinsky on for Which Family Would Win Family Feud. And at the end of it, we play a few rounds of Family Feud as those Shakespeare characters. Uh, it was really fun to kind of dive in from a different perspective, and I'm excited to share it with y'all. Remember that we have a live show coming up uh, March 8th at 8 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash srsbiz underscore network. We are doing which family would you want to be part of? And so that's going to be happening live. You can hang out and chat with us, ask questions, do your voting right there. Um, and then we will have the episode available for you on the regular feed as well. Please make sure to stop by patreon.com slash p2mpod to help support the show. And if you like it, remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Welcome to Protest Too Much, a Shakespeare showdown podcast where a guest and I go head-to-head -head each week and you get to decide who wins. Okay, so this week we are talking about which family of Shakespeare's would win Family Feud. And with me I have Austin-based actor and director Lindsay Polinsky. Hi. Lindsay, I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy to be here. Hi, everyone. Hi, Stephanie. Um, yeah, I'm Lindsay. I live in Austin. I met Stephanie uh, as part of the Barons Men, which is an Elizabethan Shakespeare troupe here in Austin. I'm on the board and I've directed a couple of things for them. Um, and I really am jazzed about getting to play Shakespeare Family Feud this e evening, afternoon, what time of day it is. Whenever you're listening, friends. Yeah. That's what time of day it is for us, too. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, so I... I'm excited about this one because I feel like the spirit of Family Feud is kind of like the spirit of this show, where it's just a lot of yelling and a lot of kind of trying to make things up on the spot. Absolutely. And I feel like I I got into family. My family really likes game television game shows, but like the classic ones. So I am going to be mm -hmm. much more about like the Richard Dawson Family Feud than the Louis Anderson, Steve oh. Harvey Family mm -hmm. Feud. Um it will help my argument in a moment. Uh, but I just, I think that is like, that era of game show is just the best. Like I was a religious press your luck watcher as a young child. And then that game where they flip over the cards and stuff. And they've now remade them all for modern audiences. And they're all terrible. Like 70s game shows <laughs> is where it's at. So. Oh, yes. Absolutely. We were just, uh, I was just talking about the fact that TV Land was like the one uh, channel that was that we grew up with. It was just all TV Land, and then we would watch all of the old game shows as well. So it was really just like, even though I was growing up in the 80s and 90s, I don't have a lot of pop culture knowledge from 80s and 90s. It's more like 50s to 70s that fills that 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found when we moved into our place a couple of years ago, and, like, we didn't have the Apple TV or anything set up, and so, you know, your TV can scan for, like, local channels. Game Show Network was one of the only three yes. channels that it, it, my TV found, <laughs> and so I just watched Game Show Network for, like, two days straight, and it was um, perfect and amazing. This so. feels like a, a win. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right, so, Lindsay... What family do you think is going to do the best, is going to be the best set of contestants on Family Feud? Okay, so I approached this uh, a little bit sneakily because I wanted a little bit of uh, sassy dramaturgy from you, Stephanie, for a show that I am getting ready mm-hmm. to direct. Um, so both families are from The Tempest, and I am choosing Family Alonzo, which includes Alonzo, Sebastian, Ferdinand, Gonzalo, and Stefano. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm gonna... Hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Who's... Is, I'm just gonna ask it here. Is Stefano... Tech, is this like a... He's Alonzo's servant. they're not... They are all... Re- so Gonzalo and Stefano are not related. Okay, because Gonzalo is right. an advisor yeah. as well. So, and you will find that in your family you also have two non blood-related family sure. members. Okay, perfect. Um, These are very evenly matched families. Excellent. I'm excited. Yeah, that like that threw me for a second, and I wasn't sure if I was misremembering or if somehow that was a point no. that I missed in the play, and I was like, that's cool. <laughs> that would be a fun twist. <laughs> yeah, no, no, they are, they are not related um, by blood, and so I know it's a bit of a cheat, eh. um, but, you know, as we spoke about before we started recording, the only other couple of five-member families I could actually find were from a play I hate and one that I haven't read. So <laughs> I didn't want to do it. Okay. <laughs> okay. And who, who do I think is going to be the – who's the mashup of my family? Your family is family uh, islanders plus brother. So you have Prospero, Antonio, Miranda – Ariel and Caliban, and uh, Prospero and Ariel can't use magic. Okay, no. So like they magic. can't like cheat, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. With magical clairvoyance or something. Sure. Okay, I love this. So Prospero, Antonio, Ariel, Miranda, Caliban. All right, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited. Okay, go ahead and take your take your argument away. <laughs> Okay, so uh, both families are fairly equally matched in terms of the type of person of each family, which I think is really important for television. Um, You have a royal, like the patriarch type, um, who would be like the leader in the front spot at the family podium. Then you have the backstabby brother, who would actually be in the third seat because both of their brothers backstab them. So they can't be right next to each other. They'd be in the third seat. You put the dumb kid in the second seat right next to their father. And then you have a wise one and a violent one. And the violent one has to go. So that's Caliban and Stefano. Uh, They have to go on the very end so that like you can get some crazy camera pans over to um, the violent one being chaotic. Um, but I wanted to, my, my argument is mostly founded in a couple of key characters on each team. Um, so Alonzo, I think, would be um, a really good 
person to play this game because he's a political leader. He understands the concept of gameplay, of charming the public, charming the host, of leading a family to great success. That is what he is here for. Um, that's why he allows um, uh, Antonio to backstab Prospero and they exile him is so that Naples can have the alliance with Milan that Alonzo wants. Um, he also would be really encouraging of his son who's sitting right next to him, who's always going to be in that second C or the second up at the podium and all of that. Um, and Ferdinand himself is pretty well traveled. Uh, we know they were getting back from a foreign country from his sister's wedding. His sister is a foreign dignitary now, so he has good correspondence with her, so he knows about the world. Um, and we know he's at least a little smart um, because he plays chess. And I know that's not like a great indicator because I am a smart person who <laughs> cannot understand chess. But like chess players have to be smart and they have to know how to strategize and think ahead and play games. And there is strategy in Family Feud in terms of like, ooh, do we get that third X because we know we don't know it, and we also know that the other team is not going to know the answer when they only get one chance and it goes to them, so then we automatically get those points. Um, it's oh. like a little bit of gameplay there. Um, and then, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. we're talking family feud rules no, I am, on this podcast. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm hooked. I'm into this. Yeah. And then he would also, like, be an audience favorite. He would turn on the charm. He would enjoy being entertaining. He would enjoy the entertainment concept of it. I mean, he loves the the play that the divine that Prospero puts on with the divines and all of that. And it would be really cute, like, cross-camera play for him to be making eyes at Miranda across. And so then we would, like, then Richard Dawson would be able to, like, pick up on that. There you go. Okay. And be like, oh, woo, woo, we got relations. Because, you know, they always did those special episodes where it was, like, two sets of cousins right. or, like, co-worker families or something. Um, and then I think that as a support team um, – Gonzalo and Stefano also both have very different knowledge sets. So Stefano being a servant, he's going to have that kind of like common man knowledge set. Um, and he'd be a little bit drunk, which in the 70s is super acceptable for television. And so that would be really entertaining. Um, and then Gonzalo, the wise, optimistic one, like he would be the one cheering everybody on. Like even if you had two strikes, he'd be like, come on, you guys, you know you got it, blah, blah, blah. Or he's just so... He loves his, like, utopia and his, his ideas, and he's also got a wisdom. Like, he is um, Alonzo's advisor, so he's got a lot of just world know-how, and I think he would be able to pull some, like, deep cuts for these statistics out of his hat. Um, so, and then Sebastian's kind of just there. Like, you always need that one jerk on Family Feud <laughs> who's just, like, either deliberately bad or, like, it's just the person for everyone else in the family to take their anger out on when they're not doing well. Um, and, yeah, every, every Family Food family has that, like, filler member. Um, and so, you know, and in a batting lineup, putting him in the middle is pretty smart because, you, you know, you have your good hitters, your heavy hitters at the beginning, your heavy hitters at the end, and then you have the weak link in the middle. So that's my argument for 
Team Alonzo. I have arguments against Team Prospero, <laughs> but I'll let you make your argument first. Okay, so I just want to say that might be the most thoroughly thought through and, like, clear argument. I, like, I'm just sitting here listening, like, yeah, yep, no, yeah, yep, yep, yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> but that's not my job. So have you considered uh, Team Prospero, Team Island, uh, as the better choice? And I think there are a couple, a couple bullet points that I really want to make sure I hit on. Um, Prospero is a book smart genius. And then you have Antonio, who is far more worldly and cunning than Prospero. And then you have Caliban, who knows things. He, and he'll tell you he knows things. Um, but, the, <laughs> but they're a lot more um, natural and uh, in tune with, uh, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like found knowledge. Like, he is able to... Uh, so survival. It's survival knowledge. And then um, Miranda is just Miranda's that middle. Miranda's the middle seat. Miranda has nothing to offer, I think, uh, anyone. She's got some like judge of character points, maybe, but that doesn't really help in Family Feud. Um, okay. But I think mostly the Prospero Antonio balance is going to be really important here because Family Feud is a lot about knowing thing knowing things but like more about how knowing how hmm, how other people interpret things mm -hmm. so if you have the the like yeah. rote knowledge of prospero and you have the the foundation of that knowledge and then you have antonio's perspective on it because if they can get along well enough to work together through this which are we talking does this game happen post it has to it has to happen post island right Sure, and there is that, you know, Prospero did forgive, but you hit on a point, if they can get along well yeah. enough. <laughs> and just because he forgave doesn't mean he forgot. That's true. But I think if they can um, work together, then there would be a lot of power in the balance of their knowledge, plus Caliban as the wild card, bringing in that, um, that other completely different set that neither of those two people has. Um, also, this would be a great time to talk about just Antonio in general. Um, I know I've mentioned it before, but this whole, I firmly believe that Antonio is the same person in Merchant and Twelfth Night and Much Ado. And I think that the Tempest is the end of this journey for him. Um, so that lived experience through all of those different places and with all of those different people would be invaluable for understanding, uh, a public, uh, uh, perspective on a question, the way it would be asked and the way it would be answered. He would have, so he's got so much more experience just with a million different people all around. Hmm. That he would, I think it would be, it'd be... Mm, it'd be a good. <laughs> Sup I, I had it considered a counter to that. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I'm sure you do. No, I no, I hadn't considered oh. a counter to that. Got it. Argument. I thought you said you had, and I was like, that makes sense. No, <laughs> no, I I hadn't actually. So hold on. Yeah, because I can't say have you considered. <laughs> <laughs> 
I do think that Ariel, Ariel's kind of a, a toss up in there because I think Ariel has a deep understanding of the world, but I'm not sure it has a, a, a person like application in a game like Family Feud. So I wonder how um, there's a there's a strong understanding of emotion. And maybe those mm-hmm. questions that like, how would you feel if or how would people respond if this happened? The questions that are structured like that maybe would be a strong benefit for Ariel to be able to answer. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I kind of had put Ariel in there as the, the like, trapped in a tree. He's, you know, like, I gave you Ariel and Miranda because I think they're both I agree. Um, weak <laughs> I agree. in the world. I love like, them both as not- characters. They're two of my favorite characters <laughs> yes. in the play, but for Family Feud, big thumbs down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, well, before I counter a couple of your things, do you have anything more to add about your family? How much you great you think your family is? Uh, my family is pretty great. They're pretty amazing. I do want to retcon great. something I said. I think this is the third stop in Antonio's journey. I think Much Ado is okay. the cap on it, but still. Yeah, he's very, like, retired yes, in Much Ado. very retired. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think that I'll, I'll take that back and I will... Um, Okay. But still, I think I mean, between Merchant still... and Twelfth Night, his travels and his experiences are so full of depth and so full of uh, meeting different people that he that he would be a huge mm-hmm. asset. Yeah, I think between that and Prospero, I think Caliban, Prospero, and Antonio are a really good triangle of of understanding mm-hmm. and knowledge. Okay, but have you <laughs> considered um, that Prospero? Despite all of his book knowledge, he's been closed off in his cave for so long, and Prospero lacks people skills, like in a big way. What? And so, <laughs> um, so I think that Prospero would not be great television. Um, I also think that like he ha- there yes there is, but all of the Family Feud questions are how many people out of a hundred said you know, like, you know, like, what's in your purse or Mm -hmm. something. Like, it's been that long since I've watched classic Family Feud. The new Family Feud questions are all dumb. It's like, what's in a purse? (laughs) Lipstick is the number one answer. Like, no, it's not. I don't have lipstick in my purse. (laughs) Um, But, so, I I think his closed offedness is gonna hinder him. Um, I... Your point about Antonio is very fair, and I will concede that point. I will not try to argue that point. Um, I will say, though, like, yes, while Caliban has a lot of this found knowledge, I think he would deliberately screw up. Like, I don't think we've reached a point after the island where Caliban is ever going to be forgiving of Prospero. No, and that's, so I that's think fair. that he would, like, regardless of whether he knew an answer or not, he would just go for that third X every time. Um, and, or like, just like not hit the button in the face off. Um, and I also think that Miranda knows nothing of the world. And all of the questions are how many people said this, or what is the top, Four ingredients in waffles or something, you know, and she doesn't know any of that. She's like, I have a shawl. There has um, to be a cookbook 
in Prospero's There's collection somewhere. There's probably a somewhere. She would know okay. Waffles. She would absolutely. Okay, Waffles was a bad example. <laughs> but Can you imagine um, like, a, like a waffle maker just hanging out in Prospero's? He magics it to work. and That would be amazing. Like, But like an old school like cast iron one. Yes. Yep. That would make maybe, the island although bearable. Maybe like a really fancy modern one would also be good. Waffles make everything bearable. I had waffles right before this, oh, so this is wonderful. I love that. <laughs> um, also, a thing that I think would really mess up your family a lot in terms of family feud gameplay is Richard Dawson is a perv and Miranda is on your team. And Richard Dawson would flirt so hard and give her so many cheek smooches that Prospero would not be able to handle it. Like, this episode actually wouldn't air because Prospero would just go ham on Richard Dawson. And I think that Ferdinand would not... <laughs> so who's the real winner there, I really? Mean, the real winner is Richard Dawson. Um, <laughs> always, in every episode of Family Feud. No, and I think that... Fer- I will say that I think Ferdinand would have, like, a hard time. But, like, Ferdinand is, like, here for a good time. So he's like, oh, I understand. This is how this works. And Prospero would just be like, mm-hmm. nah, bruh. Um, well, because... Yeah, because Ferdinand has all of that kind of... Uh, yeah, Regency training. He he understands the way that that you have mm-hmm. to present yourself and the way that that those things work. And whereas Prospero has the experience, he doesn't have the knowledge and never right. practiced it. Like he doesn't. He was a bad yeah. Duke. He Antonio was probably honestly fine to usurp because Prospero oh, yeah. clearly didn't care. <laughs> oh, I fully <laughs> support Antonio's usurpery. Because he um, just, if Prospero is just stuck in his study reading all day long, what is happening mm-hmm. outside? So, like, I think, uh, I don't think Prospero would be able to handle that in an adult or diplomatic Right, way. and I think that, like, that would not be great. And I think it would just, like, even if he contained himself because he's on national television, I still think that, like, it would bleed over and he would just be seeing red and he wouldn't be able to focus on the game. And he, he would also have that like knowledge recall as quick. His reflexes would be slowed by his rage. Sure. He also with some of the more like academic questions, like and I'm a lot more I will say I'm a lot more familiar with the new style of questions. So mm-hmm. there's a lot that calls on like, you know, characters in these series or uh plays by this person or whatever. Mm-hmm. He would be so mad that the audience got it wrong or that the sample of people got it wrong. Yes. Like I don't think he would be able to control his like you know hamlet is not the number one play of shakespeare that is that is a you know <laughs> a wild misconception based on and he, then he would just go off for 10 minutes about it exactly or like they would have like a like a list the longest plays and you know he would have read the first folio version which is different than the quarto version and then he would be like <laughs> Yeah, and he would, like, not understand that it's, like, what people think is the longest play in Shakespeare and not the page count specifically or the edition that they read. And so, yes, he would get very bogged down in the uh, academ- the academic stuff. You yep. are right. You just argued against your own family. I know. Thank <laughs> you very much. Um, but, yeah, I mean, here's the thing is, like, are these guys – any of these guys and gals and spirits alike, um, the best family in Shakespeare. I will say that, like, I think that perhaps, um, 
because I had another matchup. So I told you about the like the Kingly matchups before, but another matchup that I had would have been um, Baptista family against. Um, oh wow, I cannot remember. The family from Much Ado. What is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah the, that I think uh, would have been. They don't have a last name. No, but the dad has a name. Oh, Leonatus. Leonardo. <laughs> oh, right. Leonardo. Yeah. Yeah. So Woo. like that was also like an option that I had for a moment, and that was I Mike's thought, choice. Yeah. Oh, that's a good choice. And then I yeah. thought like the Hamlet family. Um, that was like, my throw choice. in Horatio and the Ghost to make right. five. Um, so I think like those families, any of those probably would have also been good choices. Um, but I wanted to like keep this as evenly matched as possible. And I really, it was really interesting to me that we here we have this play, which Hamlet has it too, with two families. And I did not want to do Romeo and Juliet. Oh yeah, no. Two houses, vocal like and dignity. Honestly, like, forgot that play existed when I was trying to think of who you might choose. I, I, it was the first one. I was like, oh, this is gonna be like the easy choice, and it. I was like, no, because they're all terrible and stupid. <laughs> um, so, like having been in Romeo and Juliet twice, um, <laughs> I've never played a Montague. I've only played Capulets. Um, but I, I was like, no, I, I wouldn't want that family no, thank to you. be on family feud <laughs> no thanks so yeah that's kind of my my argument and i think it, it it's good because also the arc of the play being about forgiveness and redemption, a family feud being about a family feud being about and like a mini family feud with alonzo's i mean it's like one scene where sebastian's like i'm gonna kill my brother too yeah and then like whatever it's but weird <laughs> um you know like monkey see monkey do i guess right i don't know yeah. So yeah, so that's where we're at. Um, I I would love to play some Family Feud with these guys. Um, yeah. So so I have a few kind of general general prompts uh, or general questions um, mm-hmm. that are uh, that I want to kind of do that. I'm not a hundred percent sure how it's gonna work, <laughs> but we're answering as. So I guess if we're starting, um, do you did you want to like go down the line or do you just kind of want to Let's go down the line. So my line would be Alonzo, Ferdinand, Sebastian, Gonzalo, and Stefano. And your line would be Prospero, Miranda, Antonio, Ariel, Caliban. Okay, so Alonzo, Ferdinand, Sebastian, Gonzalo, Stefano, Prospero, Miranda, Antonio, Ariel, Caliban. Okay. All right. Um, so I guess up first is Alonzo and Prospero. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Uh, name a reason you might get rid of an old family heirloom. Bitty deep. <laughs> I bust yes. again. Uh, it's cursed. Okay. Um, ding. <laughs> uh, oh, it's not on there. It's not an answer. Cursed isn't an answer. Also, like, is that really Alonzo's answer or is it Lindsay's answer? Because <laughs> I forgot that I wasn't playing as myself. That's how I much think I love Family Also, is my answer though, which is why I was like, oh yeah, that was the top That's one. That's totally right. Um, <laughs> That's the right answer. Yeah. Okay. A reason to get okay. Let's really think think hard, Polinsky. Uh, and a reason to get rid of an heirloom. Okay, you beeped in though. Yeah. Um. So Prospero. Uh. <laughs> Prospero would say, 
A good reason to get rid of a family heirloom is because it has no practical relevance to the path you want to move your life forward in relation to its usefulness in the areas of education, academics, or the study of supernatural magics. And um, I firmly believe all of his answers would be like that long of explanations. I agree. And also, like, I know that the listeners can't see this, but your Prospero face is perfect. Um, okay, so Alonzo would actually say a reason to get rid of a family heirloom is that it is because um, it is a family, it is from a time of a certain familial political alliance that we no longer have. Oh, that's good. And, and Family Feud is actually on the list. That's Price is Right. It's fine. I'm singing the wrong jingles. All right, that's points to, that's one point. We're just gonna we're just gonna do points. Great, I love it. <laughs> um, okay, second question. Oh, so I have I, I want to say that I wrote these down in this order uh-huh. before you even came here. Um, nice. Where do kids nowadays spend both most of their time? Ooh. This is Miranda and Ferdinand. Yes. So is this okay? Nowadays meaning after the island or like 2020 after the island after the island okay yeah like uh beady beep yes ferdinand ferdinand would say that kids nowadays spend most of their time um in the sportsman-like hunting field oh um park Park. Is on the yeah, because he all, his second thought I think would be like enjoying the beauty of nature. So, sure, outdoors. Yeah, um, Miranda because she has known one other person her age ever, um, and they have done one activity together. She would say playing chess or playing games. Mm-hmm. And games aren't on the list, but I do think that's a is library on the list. It is school is okay. Because I think yeah. it would be a good backup answer for Miranda. That's true. That's a good point. I think we both get points. Yeah. 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 Two points. <laughs> okay. Um, so this is... Um, Sebastian who is Antonio. Sebastian and Antonio. Okay. Um, name a reason a person might wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning. Ding. Ding. Okay. I think Antonio would go with um, regret for past misdeeds. Good answer. Beedy beep. Yes. Sebastian's answer is a dream about fratricide. (laughs) A bad dream about killing one's brother. (laughs) You know what? Bad dream is on the list and regret is not. Oh no! <laughs> I literally have the list in front of me. <laughs> well, at least we know you're not cheating, so that's wonderful. That's true. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know why I can't read a list. Gonzalo and Ariel. Oh. Wild. Uh, name a reason a person might be running. Beedy beep. Yeah? Because they're being chased. 
that's also Lindsay answering this question. But I think that Gonzalo, like the only reason he would run is if he were being chased. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. Um, and I, uh, oops, I think that Ariel would, I'm not sure Ariel would find, uh, another answer. Um, because I think like running from evil Mm -hmm. or escaping evil would be the, um, would be the answer there. Yeah. He could also like be running towards freedom or towards his own joy. Oh, I like that. I'm going to go with that. Because we love Ariel. (laughs) I love Ariel. We just want him to be happy. Uh, There's, uh, honestly, like one of the best characters in all of Shakespeare. I know. Hands down. Um, I don't know why this isn't on. Running from evil isn't on. It's it's fine. No, it's. Oh, there it is. Um, Escape or being chased. So. Yeah, that that works. That works. We both get points. Po- points for both of us. Okay. And then the wild card round. <laughs> uh, Stefano and Caliban. Oh boy. Um What is the most stressful thing in someone's life? Beady beep. Yeah. The masters of the house. The people I serve, my higher ups, any of those, however that fits into like my superiors, I guess. Sure. Yep. Um, job is on there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I think Caliban, God, the most stressful thing, it, just not getting what I want when I want it. Yeah. Immediately. (laughs) The lack of instant gratification for anything that I want, um, which is not Mm. on the list, surprisingly. You'd think it would be. You would think, but... Because that is uh, a stressor for me, Lindsay, is not getting what I want when I want it. Immediately when I want it. Same. That's that's the little part of Caliban that lives inside of me as well. Uh Yeah. I want this thing, so... So just make... Come on. Come on. Right. So. All right, Lindsay, as the first in-episode winner of Protest Too Much, how do you feel? I feel fantastic. I came in, arms raised, knew I was going to win, and I did win. Um, personally, <laughs> as a competitive person, uh, it feels great. Even though this like isn't really a real competition and <laughs> we weren't at war with each other, um, it feels great. Stephanie, as the first in episode, I'm not going to say loser because you played a very good game, um, but as the first in episode, uh, one of the first two in episode contestants, how do you Mm. feel? I feel, um, I feel sweaty. It's really hot in this room and I get super into competition. So (laughs) that's how I feel. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Listeners, how do you feel? We want to hear from you. We want to know um, for the secondary matchup of this episode, who do you think would win this amazing episode of Family Feud? Team Alonzo or Team Island? So you've got Alonzo, Sebastian, Ferdinand, Gonzalo, and Stefano versus Prospero, Miranda, Antonio, Ariel, and Caliban. Um, 
I, <laughs> I'm excited to see what y'all think and toss in some other families that you think would be good on this show as well. You can do that on Facebook at facebook.com slash P2M pod or on Twitter at P2M pod. Lindsay, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Stephanie, for having me. Let people know where they can catch up with all of the things that you're doing and directing. Sure. Um, so my personal Instagram is at Linzoid Prime. It is uh, currently ill-used. I don't think I've posted since Halloween. Um, and then The Baron's Men, where I'm directing The Tempest, is at thebaronsmen.org or on Facebook and Instagram at The Baron's Men. We also have a Twitter, at The Baron's Men, all of the above. Perfect. Regardless of whether we are able to offer in-person offerings, we will also have a series of online offerings through the Barons Men this year. Perfect. So we will put the links for where you can check all of those out. Thank you again for being here, and um, we'll see you all next week. Serious business.